Midday Treat with NAZ Elite, a monthly podcast in which I chat with Hoka NAZ Elite team members, and you'll get a behind-the-scenes scoop on their training, racing, and everyday lives. I'm your host, Eric Sensman. You can find our monthly podcast on SoundCloud uh, by searching Hoka NAZ Elite, and you can learn more about the faces behind the team uh, by visiting their website, nazelite.com their Facebook page, Northern Arizona Elite, or their Instagram and Twitter, both at NAZ underscore Elite. Uh, Welcome to the podcast. Uh, This is the Hoka One One uh, Midday Treat with NAZ Elite. I'm here this time with Alice Wright. Alice, welcome. Thank you. So we're going to get to chatting about Alice's background. Um, I don't know if you could tell, but she is uh, British. Um, no, can you just tell from me saying hello? <laughs> <laughs> you might not have been able to, so I'll just make sure everyone's clear on that. Uh, yeah, so we'll talk about growing up there and coming over to the States um, when you got into college and how things have gone throughout your career so far. So um, take us back to your first day on Earth. On Earth. When you were born in England. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. But you did grow up in England, um, mm. and you've been here for quite a bit. Uh, what's it What's it like to be here? You know, it's different. Um, I would say, like, New Mexico is about as far away from, like, British culture you can get in America. <laughs> um, I kind of noticed that when I went to Boston. I was like, wait, I feel like Boston is, like, more similar to England than it is to New Mexico. Sure. So I was definitely kind of thrown in at the deep end, and... Um, yeah, New Mexico is just like a bit of a wild place, honestly. Like I told some of my friends in England that I was going to New Mexico and they genuinely thought I was going to Mexico. Okay. So now I just joke it's like a new part of Mexico. Um, yeah, so I try and keep that going as long as I can. But For no, sure. it was um, definitely an experience. And I'd say it took me a good like year to kind of adjust to um, to like not only the American culture, but just like living in New Mexico. Um, Believe it or not, there's definitely like a language difference. There's like a couple of words that are like different in England and America. And I had a few tricky situations with that. But um, Do you have an example? It's normally just like the embarrassing words. Like pants is like one which we don't say. Like we say trousers, but Uh more like... um, So we like, we say what type of like pants it is. Uh, Ah, sure. Yeah, so that's like different. And then... (laughs) There's other things as well, like we say, um, we don't say restroom, that sounds very weird to me. Um, so now when I go back to England and I say that, people like look at me a bit weirdly, like, do you want to go for like a rest in the room? <laughs> like, it's just like not like the said thing. Right. So, yeah. yeah. What is it? The lit now? No, we say the toilet. The toilet, is, yeah. Which is such an awkward thing to say out here because right. it sounds very literal, apparently. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's, that's yeah. a funny difference. Yeah, yeah. there's like quite a few of these words which I've like stumbled upon. Do you ever use bathroom? You said restroom? Is bathroom is like if you want to take a bath. Yeah, I guess it is. So that's another one that's like awkward. Right. Um, but that, now I find myself saying the American words in England and the spelling as well, which my family gets so annoyed at me about. Like, oh, okay. Taking out all the U's out of color and right. favorite. And yeah. And then there's the S versus the Z, right? In some oh, instances, yeah, and I don't know what to set on my laptop to. It's just, <laughs> like, I never know when I'm writing an essay, like, when I was at school, like, right. what I should write it in. Should I write it in, like, British and just go for it with the whilsts and, right. like, the U's? Uh-huh. But 
no, um, I like I slowly have <laughs> just like adapted to the American spelling. Right. Much to my family's uh, annoyance. I yeah, I could imagine. <laughs> I I feel like we could have a whole hour long podcast. Oh, just, we definitely just on could. Yeah. I have many stories about my <laughs> embarrassing times with words. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully we get some more of those as we go. Um, so you, you do have your family still back in, uh, in yeah. England. Mm -hmm. So you have. Uh, Brothers and sisters? I have two older sisters. Okay. Um, and then, like, my mum and dad, yeah. And are they runners? Any of them? No, so no one in my family, oh, really? no one okay. in, like, all the years run. Um, they're actually rowers. My two sisters were big into rowing. Um, my one big sister was, like, really, um, well, they're both older sisters, uh -huh. but my eldest one, she actually rowed for Great Britain, so she was pretty oh, really? good at rowing. Oh, that's awesome. Um, like, but, uh, yeah. Olympics or um, she did, world champs? Or? I think she did the Europeans. Okay. Um, I don't think she did the world champs. I was quite young when she did it. She's eight years older than me. Okay. Um, but as you can see from my like physique, I'm like not really made for rowing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I did try, but um, after like a couple of capsizes and some unsuccessful races, uh -huh. I was like, maybe I should try something that my physique is more <laughs> made for. <laughs> so wait, is that a single boat, like single person, single boat, or is it? No, so you can do that. You can do, um, there's like lots of different ways. Right. You can do four, eight, um, it's called like a quad or an eight, um, a single or a double. Right. And then you can skull or you can row. Right. Um, I was actually, a, it's called a coxswain. I don't know if you, it's like the one that steers at the front. Yo, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. So I did that for a little bit, but um, I was actually horrible at steering the boat as well. So. Oh, so that's the steerer, if you mm -hmm. sit in front. Okay. I was like very aggressive with my shouting, and I had that down, <laughs> but I just didn't have the steering down. Okay, so, got it. Yeah. yeah, seems important if that's your, your it, job. Yeah, if that's your one job, <laughs> it, you know. <laughs> so there were some capsizes, you moved on. So mm. when when did you start running competitively? Was it pretty early? Um. So... You know, I want to say, like, my sports days were pretty competitive situations for me. Mm -hmm. um, just because, like, my older sister, she really, like, was a big role model for me. Both of them are. And um, she was always, like, it's all about winning. And it was just, like, a very competitive family. Right. Um, so I take the sports days pretty seriously. I definitely wanted that first sticker, like, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a big incentive for okay. me. Okay, <laughs> okay. But then I did, like, it's very generic. I did the village, like... Um, fun run um and did pretty well at that um and the next year i decided i was going to do the 10k um which i think is quite funny now my mum thought it was such a long way that she bought me a camelback for that so, oh really for a 10K. yeah I, I had a water water back oh that's fantastic that. yeah because it was a really really long way <laughs> yeah it's only yeah Maybe you were born to be an ultra runner someday. Yeah, you, uh, you, you started the hydration thing very early. I did. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of funny. And then I actually played field hockey a lot when I was younger. Um, okay. I kind of had to make a choice between field hockey and running. And I took like a couple of concussions in hockey. And I was just like, you know, I think it's time for me to just stick to the running. Right. <laughs> I didn't know that um, field hockey gets that uh, physically... Yeah, like, um, it can do. They yeah, can um, run into each other, I guess. It's just like the hitting each other with the sticks. Honestly. Oh, okay. Was it? Is yeah. it not a penalty if you do that? Yeah, but I mean, some people. It just still happens, right? Take it. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> or like, I, once I got hit by a ball, actually. Oh, okay. So that was pretty bad. Yeah, that could be bad. I can see that. Um, so then, well, I guess you must have found your your knack uh, to some degree with running, because obviously you ended up coming over. To the mm. States to run, so were you, was it pretty successful when you... You know, I was actually kind of shocked, actually, to be getting, um, like, recruit recruiting, uh -huh. um, like, 
universities trying to recruit me from America and honestly I was a bit like this is too good to be true like what's the like snag here um I don't like believe that oh, okay like the offers that they're offering me D did you not ha have like the accolades that you thought you would need to receive those <laughs> sorts of offers or I think maybe I'm just hard on myself but I think like you know, I, I think the best thing that I really did was when I was like 16, I ran 939 for the 3K, and I think Ooh. it was just that one time that yeah. I had. My, my, all my other times, like, sucked in the grand scheme of things. Okay. Um, or it was just like very mediocre for right. that kind of like age group. Um, fortunately, I was like a decent championship runner, which I think like maybe gave me a bit of a, a boost as well, but. I was actually injured after I ran that time for like three years and Whoa. I think that's why I was so surprised to okay. be getting offers uh -huh. um, when I was like finishing high school because I was like I haven't done anything sure. impressive at all for yeah. the last couple of years. It's just that one time that I'm clinging on to. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I was I was just like, what? Is this like real? Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's kind of how that went. So what about... Um Running in the U.S. was, I mean, I imagine you could have run back home in college if you, if you would have liked, or? Yeah, um, I think, like, honestly, for me, this sounds really sad that this is one of the main reasons I came to America, but I come from a really small village in uh -huh. England, okay. um, and it's, like, deep in the countryside, and we have, like, one, like, little doctor's, um, like, clinic, and I went in with what now I think was either like a start of a stress reaction or like tendonitis uh -huh. and I I just like looked up on WebMD you know you like self-diagnose yourself sure. and uh, it said like get this thing called an MRI so I went into the doctors and I was like can I get an MRI I hadn't even like really come across these things before yeah and they were like oh it could take like six months for us to get this push through like on the um yeah like where I where I was living sure. and through that system and so like one of the main pulls for me to America was they were like we can get you an MRI in a couple of days and I was like, if I just go for this MRI, like, it's like kind of worth it, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, and that wasn't obviously the reason I went. Sure. It was a more thought process than that. Um, again, my sister kind of, you know, she sat me down and she was like, sometimes you just have to take a risk, Alice. Yeah. And like, sometimes it pays off, sometimes it doesn't. But I think you'll regret if you don't take it. Um, and I think if my running had been going really well, I hadn't had that injury, I probably wouldn't have gone. I would have stayed in England in a system that I knew worked for me. Sure. Um, but it wasn't working for me at the time and I needed that medical help. And yeah, that's when I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. And if I hate it, then I can leave, I guess. Sure. So yeah, yeah. I haven't looked back. <laughs> that's great. So what the, has that issue subsided, whatever was, was causing the problem? Well, I think by the time I got the MRI, it was, like, it healed. Okay. Um, but I was such a young, like, naive runner at the time that I was just, like, running on it. Ah, um, uh, I see. You know, I'd take a couple of days and I'd be like, oh, it's better again, like, time to get running. Sure. And then I'd take it back to square one. Sure. Um, so, yeah, it was fine after that. They honestly just gave me some, like, arch support insoles. Right. And it just went away like that. So, yeah, I was... It's one of those things where it's like you try and try and try things and then it's just that one thing that like works for you and sure. it was the insoles. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and where, where specifically in England? Uh, so, um, Worcestershire. From? Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's a bit Source. north, right? <laughs> no, it's uh, West Midlands. West Midlands, okay, got it. Someone listening probably knows. Yeah, it's it kind of close to Wales, but I don't admit that. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Um, well, when you did get to New Mexico, um, well, it went quite well. Uh, no, it didn't. No? No. Okay. 
this is where it's, you know, people have this wrong. My first year was a disaster. Okay. I call it my social networking year because <laughs> um, I basically got a femoral stress fracture within a couple of months mm. of being there. Um, I was a solid seventh from last at Notre Dame in fights. Okay. Um, I think I ran like 19, 1930-something for the 5K. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, that was like a... I mean, I feel like maybe things could have only improved from there. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, so that's one way to look at that. <laughs> anyway, then I had the femoral stress fracture. I had to redshirt the whole year, yep. which I am so grateful now that I did do. Uh -huh. um, I just was like that typical freshman who like blasted the easy runs and then couldn't cling on to like a 6.45 pace and a tempo. Uh -huh. um, I was actually t telling um, like the guys yesterday that I did one six mile tempo at supposed to be at 6.45 and I was so desperate I had to get my teammate to tell me every tenth of a mile. I was like, you just got to tell me because I'm just like so desperate to get to the finish. Oh my goodness. <laughs> just 60 times yeah. I think she had to yeah. tell me. right. Oh, great teammate. <laughs> <laughs> she did it. She did. Wow, wow. Yeah, kudos to yeah, her. Yeah, and I did make it to the end. Probably not in 645. But... Right, right. <laughs> anyway, and then I really, um, like that summer I went back to England and I kind of just really had to reevaluate myself as a runner and I thought, like, what's happened to you, Alice? Like, you're going to get your scholarship taken away from you. Like, you love New Mexico. Like, you need to get your act together. Yeah. And I just, like, that summer, I was, like, so determined that I was going to, like, turn things around. And I remember coming back to New Mexico and um, my coach, Joe, was like, like, what have you been doing over the summer? Like, what's happened? You're, like, a kind of different athlete now. Yeah. And I was like, I'm back. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, so... Um, and then 2014, that was like a cool year for me. Um, it was like really no expectation and yeah. any like All-American that I got was just like, you know, I was just so happy to get any All-American I could get. Um, and then my expectations just like grew every sure. year. Um, and then, yeah, I, I fortunately got that fifth year back from redshirting my yep. first year, which all worked out really well in the end and everything happens for a reason, hey? Sure. <laughs> so do you think um, it was a matter of... Uh like not believing in yourself enough or not being committed enough to being as good as you could that first year? Or what do you think changed? I mean, it sounded like it was largely a, a mental um, state, like the way you were mm. viewing things. Yeah, I, you know, I like don't really like to think of it as like, you know, mentally it like got to me. I think sure. it was just more, like honestly, I was so like young and naive when I came to America. I like... I was telling the story the other day, I like landed in New Mexico with my 20 kilogram suitcase, uh -huh. like in wedges with a little purse and a dress, like <laughs> coming straight from England. That's great. Um, and I was just so like young at the time. Uh -huh. And I think I honestly just needed to like mature, like physically and mentally. Mm -hmm. um, and I just grew up a lot in that first year. I, um, you know, I just come from such a kind of, I don't want to say a sheltered background, but, you know, I had lived just with my family in this small village in England. Um, you know, we travelled like 45 minutes to get to school every day and then we come home and it was just, you know, it's like one of those, I just spent a lot of time with my family and I wasn't really used to like the whole like college life. Sure. Um, and then, I, I don't know, it just took me that year to kind of adjust to that 
like not only just like living in college and like living that life but also I think the altitude played like a big factor uh, as well I'd come from sea level and sure. it just was a it was a big big change for me yeah. um, and I watch a lot of like the English freshmen that come to UNM now I watch you know I say to them like don't get disheartened if the first year you know isn't going away because you know that's exactly what happened to me and there's so many people that it takes a good year for them to make that transition like yeah. successful yeah definitely yeah those that makes sense mm. um well yeah it did you became an eight-time all-american so yeah. things uh things definitely <laughs> turned around fortunately <laughs> yeah well i'm glad uh i didn't know about your 1935 5k yeah i think it was 1933 33 so okay give me some credit my there. Fault. that's my fault um but no that's a cool story that's a cool lesson that um you kind of hang in there and try yeah. to change things um, as you see fit and keep working hard and yeah. you can go from 1933 to an eight-time All-American. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it can be done. So if you're seventh at Notre Dame, seventh from last at Notre Dame, don't be disheartened. Right. If you're sixth from last, <laughs> yeah. then you might have problems. I don't know. Right? <laughs> Um, yeah, that's very cool. And you also won uh, two team titles while you were there yeah, cross country. Awesome. So, what role did that play in your success? Um, the the ladies you were running with mm -hmm. uh, when you were there. Well, it was actually um, like funny to kind of look back on now because it was such a new team. Um, it's like funny for me to look where I was, you know, where the team was in 2013. You know, we as a team, like I was winning nationals. I just think. It was never like I don't know. It just never, yeah, it never yeah. seemed like a possibility. And then for us to win it, like I, I hate to sound like boastful, but for us to win it with like so so few points as well was just like for me it was crazy because I'd kind of seen how the team was in 2013, right. and then 2014 we got third, which was like so unexpected. And then for us to win the next year, I was just like, what has just happened? Uh -huh. Like this is crazy. Yeah. Um, and that team as well, like, you know, Courtney, she's just run the American record for the 3K steeple. Right. And it's like, it was an awesome team. And I think what was like one of the main points for us was that um, Flowtrack came to film us. Um, they spent like a week in New Mexico, like filming us yeah. for, um, for like, I can't remember what it was. It was for one of their like shows. Sure. Um, and uh, I think that really forced us to like bond a lot as a team. Yeah, right. And I like, I don't know whether we would have been that successful actually without that experience because we were really forced to like form those friendships. Um, and yeah, I think that that actually played like a big role um, in just like the dynamic of how the team, like how we ended up as a like great friends as a team. Yeah. And, just yeah, I don't, I don't know whether we would have got a few as few points without those like experiences at sure. the beginning of the semester. Yeah, well, so you're one of, I believe it's four new additions to NAZ Elite. Yes, am I getting that right? I yeah, no, you are right. Okay. Um, so maybe maybe we're gonna have to call Flowtrack and tell them to, to tell come them out. To come <laughs> do, do a couple of episodes with us. Yeah. Maybe that's what you need for the yeah. for it to work the same way. That's quite funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, does that get you excited? So. Right. The whole, I don't even know if I mentioned this in the beginning, but um, you are a new, newly minted member of NAZ Elite. So yes. <laughs> the, the, the point here is to get to know you as a new member of the team. Um, is that something that attracted you to NAZ Elite when you were looking at options after college in terms of going pro, like being with a group uh, that you could train with and be close with, similar to what you had at yeah. New Mexico? I think, um, you know, I came for a visit and um, I think it was like early April that I came and um, 
I like, I really liked the team, you know, I did a couple of runs with them, went for a couple of like brunch, um, like brunch a couple of times and I just like really liked Steph and like Kellen and the guys and just like everyone seemed like really mature runners, which I sure. think was something I was craving, like I was definitely, my last year at UNM, you know, I, I loved the team but I was definitely getting that super senioritis, you know, where sure. you're like... I'm feeling a little old, like, when I first came here, yeah, yeah. I was, like, the child of the team, and uh -huh. everyone seemed so old and cool, yeah. and then I was like, I feel old, but I don't feel that cool, and I was like, <laughs> I don't know, like, I think it's time now, yeah. um, and then it was actually funny, in, like, the last couple of weeks, actually, that I was at UNM, I was kind of like, oh, no, am I ready to leave, like, mm. uh, um, a bit scary, it was, it was a little scary, because yeah. I was like, oh, no, like, well, people were throwing out all these words, like, taxes, health insurance, and I was <laughs> Like, you know, actually, what's that about sixth year? Like, I think I have indoors, right? Um, but no, I'm so glad, you know, it was time for me to move. And now I'm yeah. here, I see, I see that. And I think, like, knock on wood, I made the right decision. Sure, so, sure. Yeah. And um, so we're at about 7,000 feet here in Flagstaff. Uh, what elevation were you at? 5,000. 5,000, okay. And I do feel it. Yes. I don't want to like sound really pathetic here because I think Danny kind of looks at me when I like moan about I'm like oh the altitude and she's like you have 5,000 feet on me and I'm like I can't even imagine like honestly I can't imagine because I do moan I think probably an unfair amount <laughs> about the altitude right. um, but no it is a different feeling it's that kind of like I feel sick feeling yep. um, I did a workout at Buffalo Park like on Friday which I probably won't forget for a long time um, did you puke? You know, I did think I was going to. I've yeah. never actually puked in a workout, okay. and that was the closest I have ever been. Yeah. Um, and it's also, I don't know if other athletes get this, but it's like a blood at the back of the throat feeling. Oh, yeah. yeah you can, like, a taste, thing? like, uh, aluminum or, like, a uh, copper Pain, or something. Yeah. something. Yeah. Um, and, and it's your body dying inside. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's just, like, it's not even, like, my legs hurt feeling. It's, like, a, I just can't breathe. Right. Like, I just need more oxygen feeling. Yeah. It's totally. like kind of sad. I try and like work out ways that I can get more oxygen to my body. And it's like, just open your mouth like really wide. <laughs> just try and breathe in as much as you can. That's very funny. But yeah. Did it, was it successful? Did you? Um, I, again, I was just like a child in their first like yeah. sports day where you just like sprint at the beginning. Right. Like, I feel amazing. Yeah. And then you get to like mile two and I'm like, you know, I didn't feel so amazing anymore. And then you get like half a mile from the end and there's that big ass hill at the end. Right. And you're like, okay, like, can we get to the finish now? Because this is not yeah. fun anymore. And now you're like, not only do I not feel amazing, I'm running very slow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of like I could probably power walk up this hill faster. Right. Yeah, it's a brutal, brutal loop there. Um, and then I was given like five minutes recovery, which I thought would be like, I was like, I'm used to like a minute in Albuquerque. Right. I've got so much time. That five minutes, I was like... It's as if they just started the watch and then stopped it and were like, time to go. <laughs> I was like, where did that go? Like, literally, where did that go? Yeah. So, it was an experience, but uh, yeah, it's definitely a place to get fit or die trying, I think. Yes. Yeah, no, I think that's right. I think it's mm. why uh, people have been, well, successful training in Flagstaff. I've and, heard, like, yeah. many rumors about how, like, the whole NAU, like, men's team, you know, that's how they won their title, but just doing workouts there. Yep. Um, but... Yeah, I think I just need to, like, toughen myself up for these workouts. Sure, so. sure. Yeah, I'm ready. give I'm yourself ready. some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, takes, it takes a bit of getting used to, I yeah. think. Um, that's very funny. So, what, uh, when, you, when you look at your years ahead, I suppose, mm. um, now that you're, you're running professionally, what are, 
what do you think about like these what what is it that you want to accomplish as a as a pro i think um like really any runner professional runner would say i'd like to think anyway that you know ever since i was younger i've always wanted to get that gold at the olympics and it might sound completely unrealistic and like stupid to say but like that is always like at the back of your mind you're sure. like absolute dream mm -hmm. dare i say goal yeah yeah <laughs> um and so for me it's just like taking the stepping stones to get as close to that goal as i can i think just trying to represent my country as much as i can lowering my times i definitely want to break 32 in the 10 um to start with um and yeah just um like i definitely want to move to the marathon I don't want to say, like, as soon as possible, but as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I would love, like, I do think that's where I'm going to be most successful as a runner, okay. is in the marathon distances. Um, but, you know, I'm not ready to, like, leave the 10k yet. Sure. And I think, um, hopefully I've got some good, kind of, um, half marathons ahead of me. Yeah. Um, I've just got to stay healthy and, like, nail those workouts at Buffalo Park, I right. think. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's that's a piece of the puzzle, I'm sure. Mm. Um, so, where to go next? I had about three questions. Um, what does so Ben Rosario obviously is is now your coach. Yeah. What did I'm sure you've spoken with? I'm sure this is not the first time you've mentioned going to the marathon. Mm. Uh, I'm sure you've you've mentioned it to him. What what does he think about that uh, for you? I think um, we're going to be pretty conservative with like how I go about that. I've definitely got to get up to that kind of marathon mileage. Um, the part of me is like, should I just try one when I'm really fresh and uh -huh. see what happens? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Do you think it would end horribly? Uh -huh. um, but, uh, you know, I think obviously the natural progression is to do the half marathon first. Sure. Um, and, yeah, we're not definitely not ready to say goodbye to the 10K. You know, so that's something that I, I want to continue. Um, I'm definitely ready to say goodbye to the shorter distances. Okay. Uh, but whether they'll put them in there for, like, you know, for the sake of the longer ones. Tune-ups, um, yeah. Yeah, that's obviously a discussion we'll have to have when it comes to more of the track season next year. Sure. But I think in the in the near future, it's going to be some road races and then uh, hopefully European cross-country. Okay. Um, and so there's the trial race for that as well. And we kind of have to add that into the calendar. Um, and then there's the world cross country next year as well. And there's like a, you know, just a lot of opportunities to hopefully represent my country. That would be, that would be awesome to do that as well. Sure. So. You, you mentioned before we got started, um, before we started recording, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> that you, you, you'd love a like, if you could have like a nice, uh, like evenly paced 10 K, mm. like you, you like that. That style. Oh, I try and I try and give it to other people as yeah. well. That's, that's my style of running. <laughs> so, do you think that that makes me think now that we're speaking of the marathon mm. that perhaps that's why you're attracted to that distance? I mean, the marathon a lot of times is very much that. Yeah. Um, just kind of hitting splits for a couple hours. Yeah, it sounds great. So that you do, you like that idea? Yeah, I do really like that idea. Um, I also just like love the extreme stuff though. Um, like I know it sounds so cheesy to be like I just love challenging myself, but right. I. Like, I just really like, yeah, like challenging myself. And I think like the marathon is a perfect challenge because it's like extremely hard. Yeah. And I think, you know, maybe later in life, I've always said like, I do want to do like an Iron Woman, something like that. Um, that will obviously be like after I've kind of achieved my marathon, um, like goals. Sure. But um, yeah, I just like, for me, really like the longer, the better. Um, I say this now, having never done a marathon. Hey, yeah, um, yeah. And I'm sure I'll probably say something different after <laughs> I've done my first one. Right. But, um, 
you know, a lot of people have told me that my style of running and my, uh, like, training that I've done the last five years are really just suited towards the, uh, like, road running and, sure. like, math and running. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think that hopefully I am uh, can live up to those expectations. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think one of the biggest challenges um, as you go further um, is, is the, the sort of mental fortitude mm. and, and strength. Do you... Do you, it, it sounds like that must be one of your strengths. Um, yeah, I think with that, though, kind of comes with, for me, it's like not really allowing myself to ever admit like feelings of weakness to myself. I mean, that sounds like a little ridiculous and a bit, um, you know, like you're trying to just ignore it. Right. But I think as soon as you start paying too much attention to how you're feeling emotionally, like for me, I think that's more of like a... Um, like, I start to feel a bit, like, weak and, like, a bit pathetic. And it's if you just, like, just get on with it, Alice. Yeah. Like, that's a much better... Like, more of, like, a military approach to training for me. It's, like... You know, I was saying this the other day. It's, like, sometimes I approach a track session and I'm, like, oh, I just don't think I can do this. Yeah. But if you just say to yourself, like, well, good luck in a 10K if you can't do this. Like, that's right. how... It's, like, so much better for me sure. to approach it because it's, like well, you're not going to be able to achieve, like, what you actually want to in the race if right. you can't do this track session, so you better do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, rather than being like, oh, don't worry, Alice, like, it'll be okay. Like, sure. no, you can't be admitting <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I think, uh, well, I've often described racing to people as your ability to sort of turn off your, your governor, right? Or, like... Yeah, yeah, your emotional... Exactly. All of your emotions. You can't give into it. Down, you really right. can't give into yeah, yeah. it. You have to be almost, like, robotic in how you approach exactly the, right. like, longer stuff. Yeah, okay. So that's kind of the way you look at it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think that's something that my... Like, I've grown up from my sisters and stuff. They've always taught me, especially, like, Amy. She's always said to me, my older sister, and Grace, and just my parents. It's just, like... You know, just, like, man up and don't be pathetic about it because, <laughs> like, that's the truth of distance sure. running. And honestly, like, if you can't cope with, um, you know, someone saying, like, a, a mean comment or something, like, good luck when you get to that tough point in a race. Right. It's kind of just, like, just get on with it. And sure. uh, don't... Just ignore the petty things. And I think, for me, I'm not saying emotions are petty because there's definitely a time and a place to, like, address those. Um, and, like, you know, mental health and everything is, like, so important for athletes. But at the same time, I think there's just that mental toughness that you have to have for the uh, for athletics, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you you mentioned some of the challenges you've had, I guess, earlier in your career coming into college and so forth. Um, but again, yeah, it seems like it started to go quite well. Obviously, um, being an eight-time All-American, have you had any, I guess, challenges or struggles recently that have made you think twice about turning pro or trying to do running? Yeah, I think um, just that, like, I always wanted, obviously, to win an NCAAs. I got second twice, mm -hmm. and then I was fourth, and it's just, like, so annoying not to get that win. It really <laughs> so is annoying. It's annoying. a good way to put it. Like, there's so many times people can be like, oh, but you got second. And, like, to me, it's first loser. Like, I wasn't first. Right. And I know... You know, there's no, like, shame in getting top three because that's awesome. But at the same time, it's not the win. Right. And we do live in kind of a society where it's, like, win or lose kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think just, like, that lack of an NCAA win was, you know, whilst it's motivating, it's also a little depressing at the same time. And it does make you think, like, what's the point if I'm not going to be able to win? Right. Um, but... 
you know, maybe that's why I'm here now because I just like I'm very desperate to get that like major win. Um, obviously, can't do that in the NCA now, which is a bit annoying. But um, <laughs> you know, I like there's always going to be another race, um, and I do hope to get that you know impressive win sure. one day, and that's definitely something that's uh, yeah, like keep me going for in the in the running thing, and I. You know, I don't want to say, like, I think I'm capable of it because it sounds a little arrogant, but, like, you've got to have that kind of self-belief, I think, to to carry on, yeah. Sure, certainly. Yeah, well, you have several teammates who I'm sure could um, exactly, have Courtney. some words of wisdom, yeah. It's very impressive. Yeah, totally. You know, I think about the times where we did, like, tempos and stuff together, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, like, I didn't know if I could run that for a flat 3K. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so, back to the marathon quickly. Uh... I know that some of your your now teammates on NZ mm. Elite are targeting um, a marathon in the fall of 2020. Yeah. Um, does that seem like a possibility for you? 2020. Wait, that's two years from now, really. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Um, maybe I'm a little optimistic and I'm not really, like, gauging, like, how an actual marathon would feel. Maybe right. I'm just a bit naive about this, but I think... Um, like two years, like surely. Yeah, surely. Um, <laughs> know, it seems like thinking? such a long time. Huh? It does. Yeah. Although the last five years did fly by, and I still like low key feel like I'm eighteen. So I've got to keep remembering that I am twenty three. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like actually, I keep thinking like, oh, you're just young, I'm, Alice. Don't worry. You're too young for it, right? But now I'm like, actually, is twenty three that young? <laughs> I don't know if it is. So many people listening would probably hope so. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but. It's from your perspective, yes, the question of a marathon. Yeah, I'm reasonable. like feeling pretty old right now. So <laughs> time wait, to get cracking with wait, the marathon. Wait till you're 29, let me tell you. <laughs> um, I'll be doing ultras with that. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. Or your your Iron Woman. Yeah. Um, yeah, but anyways, it's on the horizon. So, um, well, I guess the last thing I, I meant to ask you is mm. about, I'm going to have to read read whatever okay. but that you have exciting news that you found out yes um just hours ago and i don't even know what it is so um <laughs> you can no i was me. selected for the european championships in uh two weeks time i think you were yeah that's wonderful 10, 000, so that's awesome yeah I'm it's excited. in two weeks time it's on august the 8th when is that is that two weeks time that's about two weeks right yeah yeah, it is. Well, a bit more, but yeah. Yeah. Um, what? Why did you find out so late? That seems late. I know that's just how it goes. Oh, okay, um, interesting. Something a slight panic about like the whole booking the flights thing. Okay. Um, yeah. I went online today and kind of threw up a bit in my mouth <laughs> seeing the prices. Sure. <laughs> but um. Where, where is it held? In Berlin, in, in Berlin. Germany. Okay. Um. So yeah, I'm really excited. It'll be my first senior debut for GB. Um, That's wonderful. Which will be cool. I hope it goes well. Um. A little nervous just because I'm not quite sure. Like, you know, NCA 10K was a while ago now, and like, yes, I've been training, but it's just that like. You know, I've been training in Flagstaff, so it's slightly different to... It's like I don't really have anything to compare it to. Yeah. I'm just, like, praying to the fitness gods that I am fit. <laughs> yeah, maybe it feels like... Uh, well, you, you probably haven't run quite as fast as you would if you were lower elevation. Does that... Yeah. Is that part of what well, worries you Well, I've never now? really run that fast because I am kind of, like... <laughs> I, like, don't really tend to be ever running that fast. Yeah. Like, it's more, that's why I'm doing the 10K. <laughs> um, but, no, I had a good workout with Steph in Sedona last week. Mm -hmm. um, 
And then I actually like had a bit of like food poisoning, stomach flu, something like that. So it took me out for kind of four days. Um, then felt very fresh and uh -huh. did the Buffalo Park workout, yeah. which I went think went pretty well. Um, and then today I kind of did this like three mile progression at the end of my long run, okay. which I actually felt pretty awful for. Uh -huh. So another track session on Thursday, hoping that the pattern is that I feel good. Right, right, right. So, yeah. Well, I think too, well, you'll be at sea level in Berlin, so. Um, yes, I'm usually, really hoping I feel big gains from yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, usually feels quite a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> and like hopefully, I feel like this race as well, in European races, it tends to be like a more of a fair kind of paced race, whereas sure. I feel like a lot of the NCA races, I took it upon myself to be like, I'm gonna have to be setting this if it's gonna be a fair race. Like, otherwise, it's gonna be slow and otherwise a it's kick. gonna be slow and yeah. a kick, and I don't really, I didn't want that to happen. Sure. But yeah. Now I feel a little more confident in my kick just because I have been doing a few like shorter right, right. Um, things and workouts. But um, yeah, we'll just see. Obviously, I'm gonna go and give it my best shot, yeah. and uh, you know, I'd love to get you know as close to my PR as possible and below it. But yeah. I just really don't know like what's gonna happen. I'm just gonna go and hope for the best. Sure. And that's um, 32.15 is your yes, PR? Yes, it is. How, how would that fare historically in a race like this if you were um, to, to run your PR, I guess? You know, I haven't actually like looked okay. that up, but I do trust in the like British Athletics selection policy. Um, sure. They only really pick athletes if they feel like you've got a good chance yeah. of like, being up there. Um, um, so yeah, I am like, I'm trusting in that, but I'm also, um, yeah, I'm going to just trust in my training for the last couple of weeks and, you know, obviously I'd love to get that world champs qualifier, which is 32.15 flat. Okay. And I'm 32.15.75. Oh no. So, that's a little annoying, but, uh. If you just leaned a bit. You know, I wish more. someone had just shouted that to me in the last <laughs> hundred meters. But... I'll beat your next race. How about that? Oh yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, hopefully I can get that. But I, I honestly just don't really know what's gonna happen. I'm gonna go in and try and um, try and just race it. I think. Yeah, I of think course. That's the most important thing. Right. Um, rather We're... than time hunting. Yep. Yep. Um, and normally times come with come with that. So yeah, fingers crossed. Awesome. Well, that that'll be very exciting. Hopefully, we'll have a chance to to chat after that because we, you will have done so well. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, well, thanks, Alice, for joining the podcast. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, it's been great to get to know you, and um, we'll chat with you again soon. Yes. All right. <laughs>